It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright. It is an absolute pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be a really great show. I'll be introducing my guest shortly. I promise this will be a fun and informative hour. It will be terrific. I do want to take a minute or two to share a few things that I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I will do this every single week. And of course, this weekend, we are celebrating Martin Luther King Day. And of course, he has meant a lot to the history of America and to the civil rights movement. And uh, I've been seeing people posting about uh, Dr. King all day long on Facebook. And one of my favorite memes that I've seen posted was a really great quote that I think has a lot of application. It says, if you can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But whatever you do, you have to keep moving forward. And I think that is such a perfect uh, depiction of his overall vision. Just simply the idea that even a small step in the right direction will get you there eventually. Some of us fly, some of us run, some of us walk, and some of us have to crawl. But no matter how quickly you're moving, if you are moving in the right direction, you will eventually get there. Think about it like this. If you are taking a trip from New York to San Francisco and you are going in the right direction, even if you only took a few steps a day, you will eventually get there. It might take you quite a bit longer, but you will eventually get there. So Dr. Martin Luther King had a great vision, and we're so thankful uh, for his vision today on his special celebration day. With all that in mind, I want to introduce my guest. Before I forget, uh, let me also tell you that you can download and subscribe to Success Profiles Radio on iTunes for free. Uh, a review would be great if you think it's worthy of it. Just go to successprofilesradio.com or you can go to iTunes and subscribe to the show there. My guest this week is Justin Stenstrom. Let me tell you a little bit about him. Justin Stenstrom is a nationally acclaimed life coach, author, entrepreneur, and speaker. He's the founder of EliteManMagazine.com, the host of Elite Man Podcast, and author of the book Giving Shy Guys Game. His mission is to provide men with the best tools to become complete gentlemen. Justin's just an ordinary guy like you and I, and uh, he's got an extraordinary hunger for the advancement of today's gentlemen. Once shy, insecure, depressed, and unhappy, Justin has overcome many of life's great obstacles and loves nothing more than to help other guys do the same. And I know that his vision has expanded considerably uh, recently, especially with his show, which we will talk about in earnest uh, during this hour. And we'll talk about all of this and so many more things right now. But here we are with my very special guest, Justin Stenstrom. Justin, how are you today? Brian, I'm doing awesome, man. Uh, sorry for running late. Do you know what happened? I get one of these unexpected Skype updates that we all love at the worst uh, worst times, most inopportune times, I guess. But yeah, I'm happy to be here, man. I'm excited. Yeah, I am too. And that, that has happened to me before too. And uh, it's not opportune. In fact, I'm, <laughs> I'm battling a little bit of a cough. I've been uh, loading myself up with vitamin C, cough drops, and Robitussin. Not yummy, but very effective. So... <laughs> 
I am here and we plot on. So Justin, tell us a little bit about how your journey started. Where did you come from? What did you overcome? What lessons have you learned? What brought you to where you are today? Yeah, man, my journey started almost a decade ago now. I mean, it's been a long time um, kind of being in this field, in this industry. Um, It all started with me back about 17, 18 years old at the time, uh, junior year of high school. I was getting, I had all these problems. I was getting all these um, panic attacks, anxiety problems. Um, I had problems with depression back then. Like it was a point where I was so badly depressed that I was actually suicidal, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, getting suicidal thoughts constantly. And I had no uh, dating life, no social life. I had no friends. And my self-esteem was completely horrible. Like I had none at the time at all. And um, just kind of all these problems building up for a while. And it culminated one day. I'm sitting on my living room couch uh, back then watching that show Sons Sons of Anarchy with my dad. And, you know, I, I remember at the time it was like, you know, the first couple episodes or whatever of that show was like a brand new show. And I remember it was a good it was a good show. I liked it. But the entire time the show was on, I just kept thinking, like, what am I even doing here? Why am I even living like this is just a horrible, um, you know, I'm, I'm like literally having suicidal thoughts the entire episode. And it was like that day or the day after. I think it might have been like the day after. I put my foot down, just decided like enough is enough. I can't keep on li- keep can't keep on going living this way, and I have to make a change. And from that point forward, I you know dived into the self help community, um, started researching everything, looking up problems on how to fix myself, fix my um, emotional problems, and just kind of get back down to baseline where I could um, you know figure out how to be. Um, a good person again, like how to how to enjoy life again and just be normal, I guess. And from that point forward, I kind of haven't looked back. Yeah. And you know what? I'm sure that's a lot more common than people are willing to believe. It's not a topic that people like to talk about. I mean, I remember when I was younger, I, I mean, occasionally had thoughts like that too, believe it or not. And I'll tell you what, there was one point in time where I felt like I was at rock bottom and I saw It's a Wonderful Life. Have you ever seen that, Justin? Yeah, yeah, it's a cra- classic movie, man. I love that one. Absolutely. Well, the for those who haven't seen it, there's a scene toward the end where the main character, uh, you know, wonders what life would be like if he wasn't ever there, and so the angel showed him, <laughs> and the lives of the people around him were vastly different, uh, mm-hmm. and it was really just an eye opener. It's like, wow, you know, everyone does make a difference. I mean, everyone you meet does have an impact in your life somehow, some way. So if anyone's ever feeling that way, just know that you make a difference and you have an impact and you have something very special to share with the world. And I appreciate that you shared that with us here today, Justin. Was there a pivotal moment where you felt like it all turned around for you? Um, It took me a while. So like after I slowly started researching things and finding, I tried everything under the sun, man, when it came to self-help. A lot of it, unfortunately, didn't work. Like there was a lot, I think, you know, get rich quick programs and courses online and stuff like that that I tried that were just kind of, you know, they didn't work for for one reason or another. Um, But I ended up finding people like, you know, the the Tony Robbinses of the world, the Eckhart Tolle's of the world, um, Richard Bandler, Paul McKenna, those guys, and listened to a lot of the things they said. And after a few months, I really started to get a hold of myself, really started to figure things out. One of the big things that helped me actually was uh, self-hypnosis, which is, you know, something that not a lot of people know about. And um, that was probably like one of the first things that you know I started doing that, and after a few days, 
um, few weeks of doing it, I felt that like I started to pull myself out of that depression. And um, yeah, it probably took about a couple months before I kind of really um, felt better. But it was about that time that I realized, you know, I can fix this thing. I can fix this problem. Um, you know, it's not the end of the world anymore. There's actually hope out there. And I think that's kind of the biggest thing was that discovering that there was hope out there and that, that I could conquer these problems, get over these problems. Um, you know, it gave me something inside me that kind of motivated me to, to keep pushing forward and not give up. Yeah. When did you realize your major definite purpose in life? What was that? My major when, what? When did you, when did you realize your major definite purpose in life, what you're meant to do? Uh, this probably came a couple of years after this point. So, uh, after figuring, you know, getting over these problems with depression, anxiety, panic attacks, et cetera, um, I started helping other guys. Uh, I, I went to meetup groups. I went to forums online, blogs, um, different kinds of groups like that. And just started connecting with other guys and noticed that there was a big problem with, with guys out there. There wasn't enough resources specifically for men, um, who who had a lot of these problems, especially with women and confidence and, of course, you know, anxiety, depression. There wasn't really anything tailored to them. And so I started helping guys out who had these problems. And, you know, because I had overcome these things, that, you know, in my own life. And, you know, I, I noticed that it, it was really beneficial to, I mean, help me out personally because I was kind of, you know, living the life and just surrounded by this and, you know, being able to kind of overcome it all the time. It helped me. But it also kind of, showed me the light it was like you know what this there's a big um problem here there's a big focus here um and it's in a void that i think i can fill if i kind of step into this role and really just kind of take it and run with it and kind of built it i think it was around that time maybe two three years years after this point maybe about 21 or so at the time where i realized you know i can start like my own blog and kind of give guys um specifically guys advice for this and just you know base it off my own experiences and what I've overcome what I've done and uh the first thing I did was actually a dating and confidence blog and from that point forward I kind of you know um you know it just evolved over time and started tackling all these other issues and problems that guys have yeah is this the first time that you had thought about being an entrepreneur or was that something that was inside you prior to that I think there was something inside me from, you know, just being born with it, I think, Brian, but, um, you know, having the entrepreneurial sort of mindset. And I think every entrepreneur has that, like every entrepreneur who's like really an entrepreneur and not just kind of dabbles with it, um, but like really is an entrepreneur. I think they're all kind of born with something, whether, whether that's, you know, like the nutty gene or whatever you want to call it. We're yeah. all kind of we're all kind of born with something inside of us where I think we want more or we want to at least do something that we love. And I think I've always had that. I just didn't know what it was until later in my life. Maybe, well, I mean, not later in my life, but you know, about 21 or so, I kind of stumbled up upon it and uh, you know, realized it, that it was this. Okay. So what does it mean to be a complete gentleman? Um, being a complete gentleman, or uh, as I like to call it, an elite man, um, is basically just doing your best every single day to be the best version of yourself. And this can also be, you know, a, a, an elite woman or, you know, just being the best woman you can be. So because a lot of our listeners, too, are actually women, believe it or not, about 30, 25 to 30 percent of our audience is women. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's just being the best person you can be. So it doesn't mean you have to be better than everybody else or like sort of like this elitist uh, mindset or, you know, anything like that. It's nothing like that at all. It's actually just being the best version of yourself. So every single day, working the, the hardest you can. Um, putting in the most effort to to just be the best possible version you can be of yourself. That's fantastic, and I we will definitely uh, explore your show 
and your magazine uh, throughout the hour. So um, we've got about a minute or so to the break. My very special guest this week is Justin Stenstrom. He is the founder of Elite Man Magazine. He's the host of the Elite Man Podcast. He's the author of the book Giving Shy Guys Game. He's a nationally acclaimed life coach, author, entrepreneur, and speaker. And we will be back right after the break. We will talk about the importance of authenticity, standing out from the crowd, persistence, creating clients in your business. And I'd like to ask him what he wish he knew before he started his business. We'll talk about all of these things when we come back from the break. Please stay with us. Don't go away. It is an honor and a privilege to have you here listening today. And uh, one of the other things I do want to ask him about is the importance of mindset and how you develop mental toughness. We will come right back. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. Don't go away. Be right back. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Are you stressed out? Because if you are, you're not alone. In fact, research shows that over 73% of all Americans report symptoms of stress, which is a key factor contributing to mental and physical illness. And that stress is usually related to work, money, or relationships. Up until now, the solution to combat the effects of stress have been delivered through pharmaceutical companies. But now there's a natural way to solve this problem without the harmful side effects. The Healthy Primate Stress Support Supplement contains natural ingredients proven to reduce cortisol, also known as the stress hormone, which causes damage to our body. And unlike prescriptions, your satisfaction is guaranteed with a 100% money-back offer on all orders. In addition, a portion of all proceeds goes to PTSD research, and as a bonus, all purchases will include a free copy of the new ebook, The Survival Guide to Living with Stress. So get the Healthy Primate Stress Support Supplement today at www.screwstress.com. Click the Amazon logo. It'll take you where you need to go. Once again, that is www.screwstress.com. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.briankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's briankwright.com. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Justin Stenstrom. And the thing I forgot to mention earlier in the show is this is my five-year anniversary show. So this is a landmark. It's a milestone. And I'm so happy and grateful to have had this opportunity for five wonderful years. And we're just going to keep on trucking and keep on going. Justin, I like to ask you a whole bunch of things as we move forward through the show. Let's talk about the importance of being authentic. How important is that to you? And what do you see out there that bugs you about people who aren't authentic? 
Um, and first of all, man, congrats on the 500 episode. I'm honored to be the 500 guest on your show, man. That's really cool. <laughs> oh, it's the five year anniversary. Oh, five five year. Sorry, man, screwed that. No, up. not yeah. a problem. Five year anniversary, dude. I mean, I know how tough podcasting is, so to be in this thing for five years, um, I mean, that just speaks volumes. So, congrats, man. But yeah, Brian, I mean, you can probably answer this too as well, but you've been doing this for five years, man. I've been podcasting for a few years, uh, had the site for more years, even more years than that. Um, being unique, standing out, it's really all we have in this industry, in this industry, when there's so many people doing it, when there's so many different podcasts, so many different blogs, so many different websites, um, all these people, all of us in general, we're, we all have great messages for the most part. We all have... Um, you know, great coaching systems or great programs or courses to offer. But if we try to be like the next guy or if we try to be like someone uh, who's made it, you know, just copycat kind of thing, like copying the, the person above you or doing exactly what everyone else is doing, you're not going to stand out from the crowd. It's, I mean, it's kind of been time tested and proven to, to really resonate with your audience, to really um, be effective and, and connect with the people who are actually listening to you, like your fans you have to be unique. You, the only, and the only way to do that, like the really, truly only way um, to, to be effective and, and standing out and, and, you know, putting yourself above other people or, or stepping a, a, above the crowd is to just be yourself. Like we're all born with this unique DNA that nobody else has and this unique personal, personality that nobody else has. And if we just live up to that and just be ourselves, I mean, be the best version of yourself. Like I tell everyone, you know, every day and, and you know, elite man, um, be the best version of yourself. But at the end of the day, you got to be yourself. And, you know, if it's as simple as just talking the way you talk, um, you know, messing up and kind of keeping those in. When I first started podcasting, Brian, you can probably relate to this too. I used yeah. to take like six hours to edit an episode, five, six hours to do an episode editing. Now I take like, I don't know, 20 minutes max, and that's for like a longer episode. Yeah. You know, without imperfection now, uh, or, or, you know, from doing podcasting for the last 100 episodes that I've done. Um, but it's because I don't care as much, and I'm more just natural and just uh, – I talk the way in my podcast like I talk to people in person. And I think audiences resonate with that because it's more natural and it's more just – the way things are. And I think the more you can do that, the more you can just be real and true to yourself, the more people are going to resonate and connect with that. That's fantastic. I, I love that. And, and you, you have to be yourself. And I really think that is so important. The, the whole copycat me too syndrome, it seems like when someone sees something really successful, people try and come out with knockoff versions of the same thing. And people see through that. It's like, you're not the original. Just stop it. Just don't. If you can't think of something original to say, then just don't say it. Or how about this? Try harder to find your own voice and then bring yourself out to the world. I think people will uh, embrace you a lot more when you do that. So let me ask you this, Justin, the importance of persistence. I, I'm sure in your journey, you've met with countless obstacles, just like we all have. How do you how do you persist? How do you resist the temptation to stop and quit? Um, you know, it's it's a good it's a good question, man. And there's been multiple times, many times throughout the years where I've had that temptation to just give it up and um, you know, kind of get that nine to five job, so to speak, that uh, is a lot easier. You know, you get a steady paycheck. You don't have to worry about 
uh, you know, the rent or you don't have to worry about, you know, paying bills or putting food on the table. Um, it, it's kind of a temptation that's always there. It's like, you know, should I keep doing this? Should I keep hustling? Should I keep staying up till past midnight, you know, working on something on hours on end and missing out on meals and, you know, missing out on hanging out with your friends or family? Uh, it's a constant temptation that's always there, man, to be honest. And um, the thing that motivates me is I, I just, I've done that nine to five before. I, I've done it for years in the past. Um, you know, I'm still kind of a young guy, but I, I've had already like 30 jobs in my, in my past and my career and my professions, uh, which has kind of given me a good, and it's kind of funny to say I've had so many jobs and, uh, I've quit them quickly or whatever. If I didn't like something, I'd quit it. Um, but I've had that nine to five in the past. I know how it is. And I know for me personally, like entrepreneurship isn't for everybody. No. Um, but I know for me personally, it, it is for me. And, I, I'd go crazy. I just get so bored doing the same thing over and over again. I think, you know, like I said earlier, I think we have like that nutty gene in our in our DNA, man. But I think um, it suits us well to have something like an entrepreneurial job, uh, occupation where we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, where we we have to keep fighting and grinding and you know pushing ourselves to our limit because it keeps us motivated, it keeps us um, hungry, it keeps us looking for more, and I think it actually to me anyways, is kind of what life is all about. It's like pushing yourself to the limit and seeing what you're about and testing yourself every day. And I think if I didn't have that test, if I didn't push myself every day, um, I'd actually be, you know, depressed again. I think that was actually going back to earlier. I think that was one of the reasons why I was depressed in the beginning because I didn't have anything to look forward to every day. That is so important. And you think about people who are in the hospital or in the nursing home and they make it to the holidays and then they're gone. And it's because they wanted to see their family during the holidays or they, they were looking forward to something specific. And when that event had passed, they didn't have a new goal. Mm -hmm. And I yeah. think really there's there, you can give yourself a lot of life and a lot of passion by giving yourself something to look forward to. And I know that in the moments when I have felt like I haven't had something to look forward to, it, there is more sadness and depression and lack of direction and lack of clarity. And I think that's so important. Having clarity I think really can help you persist because you have something that you are moving toward, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yeah. And you know, you, you make a great point too, man. You always see those, um, you know, people on TV, like the old couple or whatever who lived, you know, that they, they were married for fifty years or whatever, and the husband passes away, and then you know, the next day or the next week, the wife passes away too. It's because they, you know, they had each other, they had something to live for, they were so connected, and you know, when that person leaves or whatever. Um, a lot of that, I mean, it doesn't happen all the time, but a lot of the time that person will pass away too. I think uh, just a couple of weeks ago, there was, I forget her name, but Carrie Fisher, I think, and her mom, Carrie yes. Fisher died. And like the very next day, her mother died as well. And it's it's not a coincidence. There's something to that where if you're connected with somebody or if you're connected to a purpose, um, you know, you have something to live for every day that for a lot for a lot of people. And I know I'm one of those people, Brian. That is kind of what drives us every day. It's what, what motivates us, what, get, what gets us out of bed and gets us energized for the day and having something, you know, even if it wasn't this elite man thing that I have now, it'd be something else entrepreneurial where I'd be excited about it. I'd be energized about it. As it turns out, you know, it is this elite man thing that I have right now, this this website and podcast I have now. But um, it could be anything. And, and for me, that's what it is. For you, it's something else. For another entrepreneur who's hungry and, and motivated, it's something you know, for them too. But um, having that, I think, is what you know, motivates us and drives us every day and gives us purpose and meaning in life. Yeah. What do you wish you knew before you started your business that you know now? 
I think the biggest thing I wish I knew back then was um, developing a community. And this is kind of uh, it's like twofold. It's a community of like networking colleagues, professionals, people in your industry who you can bounce ideas off of, who you can uh, email and ask questions to or have them contribute to, say, your podcast or your site or maybe you jump on their podcast or their site or whatever it is, having a community of people who are like you, like-minded people, I think is so critical. And it was something I lacked for like the first year or so of getting into this space, getting into the uh, online business world. And then the other thing was building a community of fans, like a, a community of like raving fans, I think is like Pat Flynn and a lot of those other guys talk about people who um, – are like your true fans and and have your back even if it's a small community like starting somewhere and a lot of the you know typically the best place to start is building up your email list which is something I didn't do for a long period of time but having like a really good email list of 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 raving fans who love your work and always you know check out your stuff um but another great thing too now like kind of going forward in 2017 is uh, I think Facebook groups and it's something I just jumped into about six months ago, but I'm loving it. And like the uh, connection and the uh, interactions you have with your community on there is really cool. I think it's kind of taking things to another level. So those are a couple things, but definitely like the overarching theme here is is building a community. Yeah. What is your Facebook group in case people want to look into that and join that? It's just uh, Elite Man Mastermind. So you just type that in in the search group and uh, it'll pop up. Awesome. So you talked about building community. How did you create that community? How did you build your list of raving fans? How did you create clients for your business? Believe it or not, man, the single best thing I ever did in my online business was launching my podcast. And I, I initially did it because I wanted to kind of dabble in it. I've been listening to a few podcasts myself. I wanted to try it out. Um, didn't really know what to think of it or what to expect, but I and immediately realized the potential of connecting with other people, you know, influencers, uh, even colleagues, like I just mentioned, people who are in your space, people who you can bounce ideas off of, get on their podcast, get on their blog, um, you know, just people that you can network with and connect with who can help you out and you can help them out as well, obviously. Um, but the potential for that, like I have, I've had over a hundred episodes on the podcast now and I've connected um, with every single one of my guests who's ever come on the show. And I have a relationship. You know, some of them I wouldn't say are, you know, best friends or whatever, of course, because some of you know, big name people or whatever, you're not going to be best friends with. But even other people in general, like every single person I've ever had on my show, I've had, I have right now some sort of relationship with. And that's not by um, accident. It's, it's, you know, because you, you get them on your show, you talk to them, you kind of chit chat or whatever. Um, and, and you build a relationship from that point forward. And it's, it's different than just, you know, sending an email to somebody or, you know, asking them to, uh, comment on your, uh, to guest post on like your blog, whatever. It, it takes things to another level. And it's like second, I think to, um, you know, meeting them in person. So it's been really good for helping me, um, build up my, uh, community of, of uh, people I'm, I'm connected to online. And, and then from that point forward, you know, you just kind of open the door for a lot of other opportunities and, and ways to uh, expand your business. Yeah. You and I met on Facebook, right? I think so, yeah. I think so too. And, and I know we talked a couple months ago about doing this and you know, you coming on my show and me going on your show. Uh, and I'm excited about that. That's going to be epic and exciting. <laughs> we are coming up against our next break. My very special guest this week is Justin Sten- Stenstrom, excuse me. Uh, and we will talk about his Elite Man magazine uh, in the next segment and how he got that started and what it takes to put something like that together and build 
his audience there. We will come right back after the break. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. Don't go away. We'll be right back. to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.brianckwright.com for more information. Once again, that's brianckwright.com. Looking for the perfect destination in Costa Rica, Panama, or Thailand? Concerned about the economy and looking for an escape plan? Then you need to go to escapeartist.com and learn how you can live, work, invest, retire, or do business overseas. Escape Artist has the perfect plan for you. Join our 400,000 readers and get your free subscription to Escape from America magazine. Visit www.escapefromamerica.com and create your escape plan right now. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. Today is my five-year anniversary of the show. I'm so happy and grateful to have had this opportunity. My very special guest today is Justin Stenstrom. And Justin, I want to ask you a couple more questions before we talk about your Elite Man magazine because I, th- I think this is important. Why do you think people let fear take over their lives? Um, I think they do that because it's a lot easier to sort of sit back and – stay away from fear, like ignore it or pretend it's not there or maybe do something else and distract yourself. It's a lot easier to kind of just be passive with things in life as opposed to, you know, fighting it head on or taking it, tackling the challenge head on. And um, unfortunately, I think, like I said, it's just a lot more convenient for people to do it. Whereas um, actually putting in the work and figuring out how to overcome or conquer your fears is a lot harder. Yeah, absolutely. I also want to touch on on mental toughness, too, because that's a topic that does come up on my show occasionally. And I think being mentally tough has a lot to do with how someone succeeds or not in life. Do you agree? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, mental toughness is everything, especially for an entrepreneur, online business person. I mean, you have to be mentally tough or you're not going to survive. You think you're going to make money doing, um, you know, you think you're going to get, you know, rich overnight or kind of like these, uh, you know, make a million dollars in a month scams that they have out there. It's just not, it's not true. It takes so much longer and so much more hard work and adversity and ups and downs to be successful in doing something like this. It can be a lonely journey too, though, too, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot lonelier than a lot of people think it's, you know, everyone sees like the, uh, 
the pictures on Facebook of everyone, you know, living it up and living the dream of being an entrepreneur. But uh, as you and I, as you and I both know, Brian, it's a lot uh, lonelier than that. It's a lot of hard work and lonely nights and, you know, putting in the extra hours of, you know, doing things you don't want to do or being by yourself and missing out on things. Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely tough. Absolutely. What are your non-negotiables in life? What will you absolutely not tolerate? Um, in, I guess in general, like I, I don't like people who are rude or, you know, if I reach out to somebody and, um, or someone reaches out to me and, you know, in, in particular, and they're kind of like rude or maybe they don't care. They don't, they don't kind of, you know, treat me with respect. I'm all about respect. I guess at the end of the day, if someone doesn't show me respect and I kind of, don't want to deal with them. I just don't think I have time for people like that. So, um, that's probably the biggest one I can think of now when it comes to, uh, you know, my, my business and, you know, entrepreneurship in general is just having respect for people. If you're reaching out to someone, every time I reach out to someone ever, um, I always am as friendly as possible and always show them, you know, the utmost respect. And, um, I kind of, you know, just expect that in return. If people are reaching out to me for something or if they're, you know, asking me for help or whatever it is, collaborations and stuff, it's just yeah. simple, simply being, you know, friendly and nice as you would in person. Like a lot of people forget that just because you're typing an email, you can't see them face to face. You still have to show them respect as if you were talking to them in person. Yeah. And I'll tell you one of my, one of my pet peeves online is when someone friend requests me on Facebook and in the first conversation, they want to pitch me their thing or sell me something. I'm like, Come on now. Why are you trying to get busy with me when we haven't even held hands yet? What's going on with that? You yeah. wouldn't do that in real life, would you? I would hope not. What is wrong with people? It's Establish like a relationship first. Absolutely, man. It's like you know, meeting a girl when you're like dating or whatever, looking for a girlfriend and uh, you know, you just meet her and you go from straight from the handshake of, you know, introducing yourself right into trying to jump into her pants or make out with her or whatever. You know what I mean? It's just like, what are you doing? Like, um, it's ridiculous, man. It's a big turnoff for me online, especially. I get that all the time, actually. Um, and it's immediate, you know, delete friend or whatever at that point because yeah. I don't want to deal with it. Absolutely. Let's talk about Elite Man Magazine. This started out as a blog, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell us about that. Well, I mean, it started back actually as a dating blog, as I mentioned earlier. It was a specifically dating and confidence blog for men. Um, cause after I figured out all the problems with depression, anxiety, I knew I had to figure out my social problems. I knew I had to figure out how to date women. I hadn't even kissed a girl until I was 17 years old. Um, and it was a big problem in my life. It, I mean, this is a time where a lot of guys, a lot of teenagers, whatever adolescents are going out, partying, and having fun, hanging out with girls. Um, and in my life, I didn't have anyone around me. And it's a big problem for guys, too. Guys who don't know how to do this, guys who don't know how to interact with women or talk to women or attract women. Um, I mean, there's, there's severe, severe psychological problems, emotional problems that can result from that. And um, it was something I had to figure out early on. So when I did, after a couple of years of really kind of put it, putting myself out there and making sure I, uh, you know, figure this area out in my life. After figuring it out, I uh, started helping other guys out. And that was my first um, sort of outreach into the online business world. That was my first endeavor was doing that. And from that point, I mean, I did that for a couple of years. And then after that, kindly, kind of slowly transitioned into doing other things like health, fitness, online business advice, um, fashion advice, even like style for men. Like we, we do everything you can think of as far as like men's topics now on the site. And it just kind of branched off initially from the dating and confidence topics we, we talked about, um, because I kind of got sick of just talking about the same old thing over and over again. Right. Right. What surprised you about this whole process? 
what surprised me is the amount of guys out there who need this kind of advice. I started the blog because I wanted to help a few guys out because I wanted to put some good information out there um, because I wanted to, you know, just have a resource for guys, but I didn't realize just how many guys needed that resource. Not everybody needs um, help with their dating life. Not everyone needed help with their confidence level, but every guy who comes on the site needs help with something, whether that's finding his purpose in life, whether that's um, setting up an online business, whether that's getting his health and fitness goals down and, and, you know, becoming healthier, or maybe it is confidence or dating advice, but whatever it is, I mean, there's so many different areas, so many different uh, sort of buckets that these guys fall into and come on the site for, there's always something to help them out with. And I think there's not enough information, not enough good information out there for men. So it surprised me um, that there were so many guys out there looking for help or maybe looking for direction uh, with some part of their life. Yeah. Do you create all the material yourself or do you have contributors that help you? I got contributors. I mean, it's mostly stuff that I um, you know, come up with myself, but I have a few editors on the team and I have a few writers, contributors and, um, you know, I've had, I've had a ton of past contributors, like, um, so many different people have contributed on the site. Uh, but I've kind of steered away from that lately just because I want to have, um, you know, the highest quality of content, especially in like the last year or so I've kind of geared away from, um, having so many different contributors, but in the past we've had upwards of like 50 contributors on the site. Um, but you know, just kind of as, as of late, we just have a handful um, and a lot of it's mostly content coming from me. Absolutely. So for those out there who are looking to build a team of people to surround themselves with, how do you determine who is a good fit to work with you personally? It, it just really comes down to the content they, they've done in the past. Things, you know, if they have examples of work they've done and contributed on, you know, major websites, I'll take a peek at some of the articles they've done or maybe some of the podcasts they've been on. You know, if it's a podcast guest, someone looking to come on the show. I always just, I have a really high standard and this wasn't always there. I mean, it, back then, you know, what I mentioned earlier of just kind of reaching out to people and connecting with people and trying to visit build my uh, community online, the standards were very low back then. I mean, it was just really connect with anyone who wants to connect and, you know, co contribute or collaborate with anyone who wants to co collaborate with me. Um, but right now, I mean, over the last few years, the standards have really tightened up. And um, I think the audience deserves just the best quality of content possible. So it's a lot tougher to, to you know, contribute on Elite Man Magazine now or to get on the podcast. Um, but if if someone out there who there's someone out there who's been on you know other podcasts and done really great work or written great articles on other major websites, I'll always give them a shot and, and check their work out for sure. And if they're good, then you know they're they're going to be on the site. Absolutely. You talked about confidence a little bit ago, or made a reference to it. How is it that you develop confidence, or what advice do you give to people about that topic? Uh, there's a number of steps that uh, I always tell guys, um, or you know women in general, just to to, to build confidence. And it, typically it's social confidence because if you have social confidence, you can apply that to basically any area of your life. Um, but a, a few of those steps, I'll talk about maybe one or two of those if you want, Brian. Um, sure. A few of like the, the number one most important thing um, I tell everybody, and this is like the first realization that you should have is that you already have confidence within you right now. Everybody I've ever met or coached in my life 
I've yet to meet one person that has zero confidence in every single aspect of their life, that has zero confidence in everything they do, meaning everybody has confidence in one form or another. They just got to figure out how to summon it back up again. And the analogy I like to mention is that, uh, you know, take this like, you know, I, walk, I work with a lot of like um, gamers, they call them, like video gamers, guys who kind of uh, play video games all day and, you know, aren't great with socializing or connecting with other people, dating, etc. Um, you take like a video game guy and he plays video games all day. Um, you know, he's great at that. He loves that, but he's not great at going out. He wouldn't be great in a bar situation or a nightclub or even like a social networking, um, event of some sort. Um, but he, his environment, his element is playing video games. He has incredible confidence in that environment already. You take him and put him in a, in a room with another guy who's just like him, another video game guy. And you put these two guys in the same room playing video games and they're going to be, they're going to have incredible confidence. They're going to be laughing. They're going to be joking. They're going to be talking strategy about the game. They're probably going to even be trash talking each other, you know, because that's their environment. That's their element. They just got to figure out now how to summon up that confidence that they already have into the areas of their life that they don't have it, but that they want to have it in. So summon up that body language that they have, that vocal tonality that they have, the, the fun, playful demeanor and attitude that they have, that teasing, you know, trash-talking attitude they have. Summon all those things back up. You just summon it up in the areas that you want to have it in. And that's really the, the first key and the first step is to realize you already have it right now. You just got to figure out how you can then bring it to other areas of your life. That's really, um, you know, the first kind of realization I like to tell everybody. Absolutely. We've got a couple minutes to our Final break. I can't believe how quickly this is going. Let's talk real quickly about the art of negotiation because I know that this is something that you've done uh, a video blog on and uh, you seem to be pretty good at this. So any ideas or tips that have worked for you? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm typically – I'm not an expert in negotiation by any means, um, but I have negotiated things in the past and I actually – I had – um, a former FBI hostage negotiator on the podcast a few weeks back. He's really enlightening. And I mean, this guy is really smart. His name is Chris Voss. Um, really, really smart guy. But one of the biggest takeaways I had from interviewing him and just kind of breaking down the things that he did for negotiations, because I mean, he's like a master negotiator. He's he, he's probably the, the best negotiator that I've ever come across. And the biggest takeaway I had from Chris was that you don't have to have like this kind of serious or like tough attitude when you're like going into a negotiation. You can actually be like really, really nice and actually overly nice to the point where like the person you're talking to like really likes you. And um, from you kind of like flip the table on them, on, on the person you're talking to, and they don't really know what to expect. So a, a quick example of this is uh, Chris went to a to a car dealership and um, he saw a truck that he fell in love with. And rather than, um, you know, having this, like, again, like serious demeanor, or like, you know, he's not going to take any crap from anybody, you know, attitude. He was actually super, super nice to the car, to the uh, salesman. And he, you know, the guy was like really connecting with them, bonding with them. And Chris basically had this price in mind that he had for the car. And it was like half the, for the truck, it was like half the price that the guy Okay, and we will come right back after the break. We'll finish this story because love to hear great stories about great, uh, successful people. We'll come right back. My guest is Justin Stenstrom. We'll be right back. The 
mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Do you have trouble falling asleep and staying asleep? I know that drugs can be addictive and cause a hangover the next day. That's why you need the Sleep Band. The Sleep Band helps you fall asleep quickly and easily and for a longer period of time. This results in a more restful and peaceful night's sleep, which is something all of us need. With the Sleep Band, you will wake up fresh and alert, ready to begin your day. You can get your Sleep Band and other great healing products by visiting HealingFrequencyProducts.com. Check it out today for a better sleep tomorrow. HealingFrequencyProducts.com. the Tokinet Radio Network. Radio with a cutting edge. It's Did you ever check under the bed for monsters when you were a kid? That's what one man from Zimbabwe should have done. When Guy Whittle retired for the evening at the Humani Lodge where he works, he had no clue that an eight-foot crocodile was sleeping under his bed. He got out of bed to eat breakfast and heard one of the housekeepers scream. What's a word for the fear of reptiles? Herpetophobia. Mr. Whittle said that he had previously been sitting on the edge of the bed with his bare feet dangling just centimeters away from the 300-pound croc. Maybe crocodile noses aren't that sensitive after all. What's another word for smelly feet? Podhogramadrosis. To use a term from Shakespeare, these two were strange bedfellows. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Justin Stenstrom. And I just wanted to mention that if anybody out there has ever thought about writing a book, you know, a nonfiction book, I mean, I think everyone has a book inside them somehow, somewhere, somehow. And if you've ever wondered that or wrestled with that, that's something I help people with, whether it's coaching you through it or actually ghostwriting the book for you. Uh, you can go to brianckbright.com, contact me through my site, and I'd be glad to have a discovery session with you to see if we'd be a good fit and what, what the plan is. So be sure and, and check that out. And Justin, you were talking about your guest who was negotiating for a car. I'd love to hear the rest of that story. Yeah, man. So so Chris is in there and, um, you know, Chris, the FBI negotiator, uh, master negotiator, he goes into this dealership. He has a price on a car, on a truck that he has in mind. It was about half the price of what the truck actually cost and what it was worth. Um, but he had this in mind and he wasn't going to waver from it. And he's super, super nice to the guy, super nice to the to the uh, salesman. And, you know, it, rather than being tough and like, you know, um, not wait, not like, um, you know, showing any emotion or anything like that. He's just super nice. He's connecting with the guy. He's really friendly. Uh, but you know, it comes time to like talk price and he has this price and he says, you know, we'll, we'll just say for example, 20,000, it was supposed to be 40. He says, man, I only have 20,000. I feel so bad. This truck is worth, you know, all, all of what you're asking for and more, you know, it has this, it has that it's got, um, four by four, four, four wheel drive. It, you know, it's top of the line, my favorite color, all this other stuff. So he's saying, 
everything, like all this guy's objections about what he could have in mind, the the, uh, the salesman, and he's bringing them to light right away. So basically, he's he's taking everything that the guy has to say. He's taking all the wind out of his sails, even before he has time to to say these objections and you know interject and say you know well the truck's worth this and it has that and it's you know it's great so we can't you know waver on the price it's staying that price or whatever we can't come down at all. He takes all the wind out of the guy's sails by by bringing those objections up first. And saying, you know, I, I, it's worth all this. You know, it has that, it has this, it has this. I just don't have the money, and I feel so bad. I really wish I could. I wish, really wish I could come up to your price. I just, I only have twenty thousand. That's all I have. You know, the guy comes back after you know a couple minutes of talking. You know, he says, oh, we can give you give you the truck for thirty thousand. You know, Chris comes back with. Um, you know, that's so generous of you again, you know, I really appreciate it. I feel so bad even, you know, having to ask you to come down to 30 because I know it's worth 40 and, you know, it's great. It has this again. He goes over the things again. Um, you know, five, 10 minutes later, the guy comes back again and he says, you know what, we're going to give you the truck for 20,000. Um, you know, we want to sell you the truck da, 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 da. It's, you know, it's, it feels like it's the right move. And, you know, Chris basically, he did this and he got the truck for exactly what he wanted because he took all the objections out. He was super friendly and he didn't waver from his initial price that he wanted to get the truck for. And I think those are like a couple of the biggest takeaways there is that you don't have to be super intense or super tough or whatever. You also don't have to really fight back and forth with the price. You just have to be solid with it. And, um, you know, you know if you take all the objections out of it, um, what the guy's going to say or what he could say, you're really taking all of his energy and power out of, uh, you know, his, his positioning and where he stands with his price and what he wants you to get. That is an incredible story. That's that's really awesome. I mean, you just take the wind out of their sails and and acknowledge all the things that they could counter you with and just lay it all on the line up front. I'm sure that eliminated a lot of the drama, huh? Yeah, and a lot of stress too. I mean, a lot of people go in there stressed out, like they have to, you know, kind of get into some battle or anything. Chris is like super relaxed and like it's almost like he's having fun when he goes in. So yeah, it's a lot easier. Yeah, that's great. Let me ask you about the Elite Man podcast. What made you want to do this? Um, I mean, I mentioned earlier, I just wanted to try it out to see how it was. I, I loved podcasting for a while up until that point, and I figured why not give it a shot. Um, but immediately after I did it, man, I fell in love with it. Like just the the connections I was making, the people I got to to meet and connect with and collaborate with from that point going forward. Um, you know, it was incredible right away. And then obviously just you know getting on the microphone and being able to tell your story and share um, some of these great. Uh, our uh, content and and guests that come on your show with with people because I I love I mean I don't know about you Brian but when I get someone on on uh, a podcast call it's it's literally like a, a free coaching session for me so I have like all these people I want to talk to and have in yep. mind to to interview and it's like I get to follow up on all the questions I've had from you know reading their books or listening to their other shows and podcasts and articles before and it's so cool man to be able to like have like a one on one session with like this really cool person. Oh, absolutely. And I've been saying that for a long time. It's like I get to sit at the feet of my mentors and treat it like a one-on-one coaching call, but just air it in front of the whole world. It's great. I mean, imagine getting to have an hour of Darren Hardy's time. I mean, that was such a rush. Mm-hmm. Jeffrey Gittimer, Jack Canfield, Laura Langmire. I could just go on and on and on, but just amazing people. We've had a, a few of the same people on our shows. I think you had Rich Franklin on your show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rich. Great yeah, guy. He was on my show about a year ago at this time. He was on my show, and that was a great show. Michael Porter has been on my show. Mm-hmm. He was engaging and phenomenal and charming and just everything that you would want a good guest to be. He was great. 
So uh, let me ask you this. How has your show changed your business? Um, as I mentioned earlier, too, it, like as far as community building, it, it, it literally changed the connections and um, opportunities that were there for me. I have a conference I run every year, too, and um, literally like all the speakers that come to, to my event – um, have been like a guest at some point on the uh, on the podcast. Like the the windows, the 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 doors, it's open for me. The opportunities I've gotten from from making these connections is second to none. And then also the audience that I've been able to build up from the podcast over the last few years has been incredible. I think a lot of people are huge fans of podcasting. You know, like the major. The uh, players of the world, uh, so like the online business world. I mean, um, they love podcasting. They know how powerful it is, and I I can second that. Like it's so it's so powerful to be in someone's ear when they go out, when they go to the gym, um, you know, in their car, wherever they are. You can be in their ear, and you can be talking, speaking to them directly. And it's really not you can't really do that with a lot of other forms of uh, communication. Um, so podcasting has been huge for me in connecting with my audience and just building that to another level. Awesome. How do you connect with high profile people? That's something I like to ask people once in a while. Um, I mean, I literally the the biggest thing I can say, Brian, is is I am like relentless when it comes to to reaching out to people. So I've connected with some pretty cool people, some pretty big names. Um, every single one of the big name people I've ever connected with, it's taken me multiple times to get them to to agree to come on the show. So it's not just like I reach out to someone like Rich Franklin. Uh, or someone like that, and they're like, "Yeah, we'll set up an interview right away um, and get you on, get have him on the show tomorrow." It's more right. like, "Yeah, yeah." Well, I mean, you know this too because you connected with him. Um, it's more like, you know, reach back out to us in a couple months, maybe three months, and we'll see what happens there. And then you reach back out three months later, and you know, they say, "Oh, give us uh, four months," and you know, Rich is busy right now. Give us four months, and you know, we'll, we'll set something up. And then you reach out four months later, and it's like, all right, maybe in a couple of weeks we'll do it. So you do it again, and you know, it's it's a big process. It's it's a lot of persistence and determination to not quit when you have uh when you have to reach out to people because it's not. I mean, these people are super. Everyone's busy, especially in you know, as you're if you're an entrepreneur. But these people who are big names, I mean, they get this times a thousand. So yeah. you're just one in a thousand that are reach out, reaching out to them. It's the people that consistently follow up when they say follow up with me in three months or six months. It's those people who actually follow through um, that get the interviews or get the chances to, to have these people on. Absolutely. And I, I absolutely agree. You have to follow up several times with a few of these people. And it really helps if you've interviewed their friends. Mm-hmm. And it really, really, really helps if you're reaching out to them at a time that they're actively promoting something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are another good tip. Few good tips, man. Like, see if they're uh, coming out with a book. You can check on Amazon. You know, see if they have an upcoming book in a few months. They love to get on shows when they're promoting something like a book or uh, an event, a uh, program, or something they're selling for sure. Absolutely. I mean, you think about musicians and actors that go on the Tonight Show, for example. They don't show up just for fun. They're showing up because they have a film or a new album to promote, and they're doing the whole circuit. They're on everybody's show. It's like, oh, they must have an album. They've been on mm-hmm. Ellen and Oprah and Tonight Show and Conan and James Carden and Jimmy <laughs> Kimmel. They've been on everybody's show. It's like, okay, you're doing something now. Yeah, so absolutely. That's a really, really great uh, set of hints for sure, Justin. So any common themes that you noticed from your successful guests that you'd like to share with us? Yeah, absolutely. The, the biggest common theme is that Anyone can make it. I know it sounds like a little cliche, but having interviewed over 100 people now at this point, the resounding theme, whether it was uh, Pat Flynn or Neil Patel 
or Rich Franklin or Robert Greene. They were just regular people, like regular ordinary people like you and I, Brian, who had just determination and willpower and persistence and you know through a lot of hard work they made it it wasn't like they had anything special in them like not to take anything away from any of those guys because they're great guys um not to but they didn't have any special gene they didn't have any you know genius moment of like you know they got lucky and, and everything came together for them you know um sporadically one moment um they didn't have anything handed to them they're just regular guys and they just had a lot of hard work and, and dedication and they, and they, and they did it and they came out really successful and they're still doing it and, and crushing things. And so, you know, taking that theme over and over again, like everybody that's ever come on the show pretty much has that same theme of, you know, I can do it. You can do it too. Anyone can do it. It just takes a lot of hard work and, um, you got to put in the time and, and dedicate yourself if you want to be successful in anything. Yeah. Less than three minutes to the end. What do you think is your superpower? Um, <laughs> My superpower has to be the persistence I have. It's been a it's been a tough road. It's been a lot of ups and downs, uh, a lot more downs, believe it or not, than up. And um, the persistence I have, just the I don't know where it comes from, to be honest. Like some people are born with it. Some people have like the entrepreneurial gene, like I mentioned earlier. And uh, some people just have like persistence in them. I think I'm one of them who just doesn't want to quit, doesn't want to give up. Um, I'll just keep fighting until, you know, I don't have any fighting in me left anymore. But that, that's kind of the one thing I'm not like super bright, super intelligent, super crazy, uh, you know, sophisticated, any one thing. Um, but I just have a lot of persistence in me and I don't give up. So I think that's it. Great. We got about a minute and a half or so to the end. Who inspires and motivates you? Um, you know, a lot of I get a lot of different inspiration from a lot of different people. Uh, I wouldn't say there's one particular person, but some of the the people um, you know, obviously like my dad, you know, motivates me, inspires me. Some of the people in my life, you know, um, my grandmother is another big inspiration for me. Uh, but like some of the people online and, and people I've looked up to for years, Eckhart Tolle, Tony Robbins, Paul McKenna, Richard Bandler, guys like that. Um, I always draw inspiration from those are kind of like the founders of the self-help world in my opinion. And, um, they've done okay. some really great things. Awesome. Where can we find you, Justin? How can we join your tribe? Uh, you can join the tribe going to um, Elite Man. Type in Elite Man Podcast on iTunes, subscribe to the show, or you can go to the Facebook group we mentioned earlier and uh, you know just join the group. It's uh, Elite Man Mastermind. Awesome. Justin, thank you so much for being a great guest. I really enjoyed our time together today. Thanks so much, Brian. I appreciate it, man. All right. This has been Success Profiles Radio. Join us every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern, where I interview world-class experts and learn their secrets of how they achieved what they overcame and the lessons we can learn from it. We'll see you next week. And until then, have an awesome week. Be good to each other and have a great one. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for being a part of Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Each week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how